Okie dokie. So, yeah, I guess let's go ahead and start this. So, hi, welcome to Outrageously Unnecessary. Um, this is a podcast all about the insane things that the wealthy have bought or done through the ages. I'm your host, Haley, and uh, this is going to be a fun and weird episode because I have Thanksgiving guests here and I'm forcing them to record with me. So if everyone wants to introduce themselves, maybe go in the order of the dice rolls that we did earlier. Uh, <laughs> that's me, I think. Uh, yeah. Hi, I'm Alicia. All right, Alicia, she's she's my good girl. Okay, great. <laughs> I'm Brandon. Um, I like long walks, walks on the beach <laughs> and pretty ribbons in my hair and I want to kiss all the boys. Good job. <laughs> I'm Chris. Um... I live in the mountains, and I talk about video games four days a week. That you do. And we also have your sweet little pupper here with us, and he's currently getting head scritchies, and it's just, like, the happiest thing. So, um, in any case, a uh, happy day after Thanksgiving. Glad that we're all in a coma, and um, we've been watching Great British Bake Off all day. Um, are you guys good with just getting going on... Probably one of the most delightful people I've ever done research on. Yes. You say that sarcastically. No. Okay. I mean that I love this man. And it is a man. So <laughs> Are they alive? No. Aw, shucks. We're, we're going back into uh, mid-1800s, which is a good time. It's not quite Victorian wealth, but it's this, this dude made some choices in his life. So to start this off, a question for you. How far would you go to not interact with people? Oh, to the ends of the earth. <laughs> Ooh. Um, I think I would probably hire someone mm -hmm. to, like, funnel humans in my direction. To be like, no, you cannot. Oh, it's like funnel them away from you? Yeah, to okay. be like, I am somewhere and they are, like, you know, the gate. To <laughs> so be you've like, got a bodyguard that's just, like, yeah. parting the Red Sea of people. Yeah. I picture it as a bodyguard who's just throat chopping people. They walk up to you. Stop it. <laughs> just, <laughs> they all just fall to one side. There's like snowbanks of people just piling up. Okay, so I, I would say that we're all a relatively introverted crowd, or rather we all have social anxiety. <laughs> yeah, so, so, I mean, most, most introverted people, you got to go out at some point, right? Like, you have to go get food, and you got to go grocery shopping. We have to face those problems, but, like... Not in this day and age. <laughs> yeah, technology's made it a little bit easier, but what, but what about if you had enough money so that you had chefs and, like, butlers, and, and you could customize your rooms so you could always be perfectly isolated? Like, how, how far would you go if you had that sort of money? The ends... Of the earth. <laughs> That's an issue because, like, it get to a point where I would be alone for so long and then I get all these meals and be like, whoa, like, I kind of want to learn how to cook the meals. So then I just end up hanging out with the people that I hired. So <laughs> I think it ended up just being that. Like, it'd just be like, I'd hire a bunch of cool people. And then just hang out with only them. Like, that's it. <laughs> we're just gonna, we're hiring friends. Yeah, you're hiring friends. I, yeah, I guess that's pretty good. Okay, so to to move on, let's let's go ahead and say that on this podcast, I have discussed a lot of really fun and weird practices involving um, recluses and hermits and stuff. So I did an episode about um, 18th century aristocrats having their very own personal garden hermit that they would house on their property. And then also discussed uh, Ida Woods, who 
was a socialite up until she decided to take her sisters and become a recluse in a hotel for like 24 years. Um, I just want to prepare you for the man that we're talking about today. His name is William John Scott Cavendish Bentick. That's a name. That's Mr. a name. Mr. Bentick. Mr. Bentick, William. <laughs> Mr. William. Uh, he is the fifth Duke of Portland. Which Portland? Portland in England. Oh. <laughs> the original Portland. The I original see. Portland. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I just wanted to, as a side note, I don't know how I keep finding a bunch of recluses to, apparently extreme wealth just enables you to be able to be like, I don't want to deal with people or just really enjoy the idea of not dealing with people. So uh, a lot of the information that I got uh, today was from Alice Obscura and Wikipedia. But uh, William John, he went by John to his family. He was born September 17th, 1800 uh, in London, and he was one of nine children. Uh, he lived a normal life by 1800s aristocracy standards. He was schooled by a tutor. He eventually served in the military. Uh, and then he took over a political role from one of his brothers in 1824. Uh, John was reported to have delicate health. And that's pretty much all Wikipedia bothers telling us of his of his early life. <laughs> Nothing really of note. There was a siren in the background. Yeah. 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 But... Uh, in any case, so he had a pretty boring, uh, childhood slash midlife. And then let's jump to his midlife crisis, which is 1854. Uh, basically in 1854, he, uh, succeeded his father as the fifth Duke of Portland. Uh, that gave him a seat in the House of Lords. Uh, basically this beautiful middle-aged bastard took three years to actually go and take his oath there because he didn't want to interact with people and he just didn't want to be involved in politics. So he was given a seat in the House of Lords and basically domain over his area. And he said, fuck that. <laughs> but he did continue getting paid and everything like that. So I understand that on like an emotional level. <laughs> I have not gone back to my eye doctor to pick up contacts oh, no. in three months because I don't want to go and like talk to the people. <laughs> so like, I get it. I get it, John. Like... I have to order contacts for the winter, and I've been putting it off. We're in the winter. Like, <laughs> it's the exact same thing. It's just like, I need them, but... <laughs> I have a duty to serve my people, but... Eh. Yeah. Yikes. Have you met the people that I have to talk to? I don't want to... Have you been to the House of Lords? <laughs> Not great. So, does everyone want to see a picture of our boy? Yes. Yeah. Oh, he's look got, at those chops. He's got yeah, mutton he's, chops out the wazoo. He's got them chops. He's got, also that he's, slick back hair. Yeah, he's got real slick back hair. I had, for some reason, on Imager, when I posted a picture of him, someone's like, oh, he looks a lot like um, uh, Captain Picard. And I was like, what? <laughs> so I guess he kind of Oh, I kind, I kind of see Patrick Stewart in like, the bit. eyes and like the, how the eyebrow goes. He bit. looks like a person that just wants to be alone. <laughs> like, I look at him, I'm just like, no, you're good. Like, I'll... He, he didn't even want this. Is it a portrait or a photograph? I believe it's a photograph. Yeah, he didn't want this photo taken. He's like, fine, whatever. <laughs> get out now. Yeah, he's, he has Go. no interest. So basically, 1854 is when he started his journey into becoming, quote, the Mad Duke of Portland. So, yeah, that was his nickname. Uh, he just decided to become a major recluse. 
So he moved into Welbeck Abbey in Warsop, England, which is apparently on the outskirts of Sherwood Forest. And that made me think that it was like Robin Hood is just hanging around. So um, basically, this is this is a photo of what it looks like. It looks pretty much like Downton Abbey with a big lake and a lot of swans. Is that accurate? Very. Did the swans have to put in an application to live in that pond? I, I get the feeling that this man would like animals much more than he would like people, so he probably welcomes them. That's actually a good point. I was wondering, because I was like, with all that, with, like, not wanting to be around people, would you want, like, a big estate? Or would you just want something that's just, like, hidden away? Like, do you still want to have that money and, like, that wealth? Or are you, are you just like, I even want to be, like, alone within where I live, too? Yeah. I can answer that. He wants to be alone within this massive estate. He yeah. doesn't want to be dealing with it. Oh. So... <laughs> So, in all of his introvert glory, he started making major changes into how Welbeck Abbey was run. Firstly, he made it so his bed was remade, so it completely was enclosed. It had doors on all sides, so you couldn't... Basically, he would lay inside of it and close all the doors, and then no one would be able to tell if he was in his bedroom or not, including his staff. A lot of times, he doesn't want his staff to find out if he's home or not. I don't know. He just completely ignores them. Um... Next, what he did was he uh, built huge walls all around his garden because uh, apparently there's there's reports that he really loved gardening, but, you know, hated people. So he just enclosed all of it and was like, this is my personal space. Ain't nobody else coming in here, which I get that. I as, as a gardening enthusiast, I would. There's modern architecture as well, where like it hides you from the public. So you can see them, but they can't based on the angles. So you have your own personal housing like it's it, there's there's still like architecture nowadays being built to like in cities where it's just like cool like you can be on your own you can see people but only if you decide to i don't even think he could see people i think he mm. was just like let me let me be closed off from the world i'm uninterested in all of it why would you want to see people you have plants to look at that's <laughs> way better that is true <laughs> yeah there's reports that like one of uh like the only people that he was content talking with was his gardener <laughs> makes sense i get that so, um, another fun fact about him was that he in had two letterboxes installed uh, at, at the door of his bedchamber. Uh, one was for incoming mail, one was for outgoing mail. So basically, he would write instructions to his staff and just put it in the letterbox so they would, like, get their letter and have their instructions for the day so they wouldn't have to talk to him. And then they would just, like, put pieces of paper back into the incoming so he could, like... Oh, yeah, I approve that. And then, like, he just didn't want to talk to anybody. Um, but also, the uh, letterboxes were large enough that uh, his lunch and dinner would be served to him through the letterbox every day. And apparently, it's reported that he would have half a roast chicken at lunch and half a roast chicken at dinner. So you had to fit half a goddamn roast chicken through a letterbox for this man to, like, take it into his room and I'm assuming gnaw on it like a goblin, like... In bed. In, in bed. All meals in bed, actually, kind of sounds like the dream. It's yeah. actually how I want Postmates to be from now on. <laughs> <laughs> they just have to shove it through your letterbox. What yeah. you need is that intricate banking system tubing where they just, like, put it... Oh, yeah, the tube! <laughs> 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 yeah, front door to bed. Done. <laughs> Half of it. That's not some big pipes, though, if you have to fit half a roast <laughs> yeah. chicken. You just gotta mash it in there. I want I'm... my taco bell delivered via pneumatic tube, please. <laughs> I mean, considering how much turkey we just managed to fit in some Tupperwares, it's possible. See? Yep. Yep. 
so yeah, there wasn't any word on breakfast, but we know about the chickens. Um, <laughs> so honestly, uh, our little recluse, he pretty much lived his life only in five rooms. So this entire huge estate, and uh, he just cornered off five rooms for himself. Um, by the time that he died, the rest of the house was in complete disrepair. Uh, so what a shock! Yeah, major. <laughs> I mean, I would assume that the staff would clean the other parts of the house, but I guess that they just kind of. I wonder if he told them not to. Yeah, uh, that's that's a good idea. So that way, the house is not even like viable for like someone to come around and be like, "Oh, we want to buy this off of you since you're only using like five rooms." Mm-hmm. Yeah, or have or a like, reason not to have to host people. Be I like, like, I have oh, nowhere for you to stay. Yeah. Unfortunate. He doesn't want guests. The sixteen guest bedrooms are all flooded with mice. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, just a fun note about the five rooms that he did decide to hang on to. Uh, he installed a toilet into each of those five rooms, so no matter which room he was in, he could take a shit. Was the toilet in the bed with doors, or outside of the bed with doors? I'm not sure, but I would love for it to be in the bed <laughs> with doors. I know. At least he wasn't just walking around peeing on the floors. That's no. true. Yeah, is that a callback to Princess de Harcourt in yeah, Versailles? Oh, gross snail trail lady. Ugh. If you are eating half a chick, if you're eating a whole chicken a day, <laughs> sometimes the sometimes it's gonna hit you, and you never know. So having a, a toilet in every room makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it's not like they had Pepto Bismol. Yeah. they didn't have gas X to like kind of <laughs> keep everything intact. Um, another thing about the five rooms is that for some reason he painted each room just like baby pink, and just they all were designed to look identical some huh. days you want to look fabulous but you don't want to be that consistent <laughs> you know I, I'll, I'll go into the pink i'll go into the fourth pink room today and tomorrow i'll go into the 12th pink room <laughs> no 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 not 12th pink room he only has five just he, roll a die see what yeah. you know, <laughs> which, which room do i go yeah. you didn't properly number them <laughs> <laughs> do i want to know if each of the five rooms has a letter if they can, oh. if, if he's like, I feel like being in pink room number three today, and please serve my half roast chicken at noon <laughs> to pink room number three. And then are the letter boxes also pink? Mm. Good questions. Are the toilets pink? God, I hope so. <laughs> I was kind of thinking it was like gold. I was thinking like gold and pink. Ooh, that's a oh, good that's, combination. That is a nice combination. I feel like that'd be during the era, that'd be like a very like snobby thing to yeah. yeah, I feel like if it were the 50s, he'd definitely be the man who had uh, colored porcelain. So like mm -hmm. the pink bathtub. Yep. and Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, you know, Pepto-Bismol wasn't around back then. So this was the next best thing. <laughs> Just the <laughs> Pepto colored walls. Yes. <laughs> Eating chicken and licking walls. Perfect. <laughs> Is that the title of this episode? Eating chicken, licking walls. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> Someone write that down, please. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so those are those are some fun quirks of his. But I want to discuss what the Duke is really famous for. He built tunnels, like twelve to fifteen miles of tunnels. He, Just for his own amusement, yeah, or for a utilitarian purpose. So for eighteen years, he lived at Wellback Abbey, and he employed thousands of employees to dig miles and miles of tunnels under the estate so he could travel without having to interact with anyone. Okay, this so is perfect. Step yeah. one, become a mole person <laughs> if you want to be introverted the correct way. <laughs> yeah, so he literally 
it, over the course of 18 years had between 12 and 15 miles of tunnels uh, constructed underneath his house and he had trap doors all over the estate so he could just lift one up and disappear whenever he wanted because he didn't want anyone to know that he was home. <laughs> Outside of this being built for an introvert, this sounds like a Scooby-Doo house. I, like... was, I was doing the mental math and I was like, they're either a werewolf or a vampire. That's it. Like, that is it. Yeah, or, like... or an old man Jenkins. We, we will never know. <laughs> Pull off the mask. Let's find out. <laughs> but honestly, um, there are actually reports of um, of whenever he did go out into daylight, he would put on two trench coats and a really tall top hat and, like, would cover his face so nobody wait, 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 wait. He wants no one to talk to him and wears a massive top hat. Yeah. People are going to talk to you. you People are going to be, like, staring at you and pointing at you and be like, look at this dude with the top hat. I don't know, to, it's to the 1800s. Fair, that's to like, be fair, they're not approaching him, but they are talking about him yeah yeah there's there's a lot of rumors happening about this dude like uh but yeah basically do you guys want to know what sorts of tunnels he built oh of course <laughs> all the tunnels all the give tunnels. me the tunnel deets okay so he had tunnels for him and fellow aristocrats and then he had separate tunnels for the maintenance people so they didn't have to cross paths so like basically the here we'll this is a photo of one of the tunnels. It is completely underground. It has oh. like paintings all through it. It's That's lit. Really nice. I yeah. imagined it as just like dirt. Yep. I, I, like, <laughs> like, like, like prison like style trusses shape. and dirt and just it's we're going down a minecart. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <guy has> money. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I had kept thinking when I was reading all the reports and then I found photos of it. It was like, oh, these are nice. Yeah. <laughs> that said, it could use a minecart. It everything could use a minecart. <laughs> So, um, but basically, the I'm assuming that the maintenance tunnels were not nearly as nice, but um, no, all of his tunnels, like, the ceilings were painted, he had art on the walls, and um, I believe most of them, he made it so skylights went up to the surface. That's what it looks like in the photo. Yeah, so he had, so everything was well lit, mm -hmm. I guess, unless it was nighttime, in which case you're doing, like, the spooky candelabra thing, but... <laughs> um, yeah, I like I like the photo of this particular hallway, which I will put up on the Instagram and Twitter. Um, but I just love it's all uh, like taxidermy deer busts on the wall, like in between photos, not photos, paintings of horses. Why so many paintings of horses? I don't know. Why is it so repetitious? How many deer had to die for this hallway? Let's count. One, oh, two, wait. three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 20 Let's say least. 20 because they're definitely mirrored on either. It's symmetrical yep. well, on either side of the hallway. First off, the paintings on the right side look identical, but I want to know if all the bucks are the same points in terms of their, uh, Horn their antlers. Yeah. Oh, they, they're like, they I'm have wondering how anal is this guy about symmetry? Mm. Fun fact, mm. little tangent. Did you know that the pointing for of the head is actually, it's like, it's not the antlers. It's the actual like measurement of the like oh. oh it's i was at a bar one night and we were looking it up because i was i was asking and it's like how big the head is like the like you're doing trigonometry on a on a head and that actually determines the the point value like it's like the spread of the antlers like how big they rake out like how long the face is so can you only find this out after that's already dead i think there's people i think there's people who can definitely like see this like there's people like seasoned hunters can probably look at it and be like oh that's like eight to twelve or something like that there's like averages 
anyone and, and even some hunters can take a lick of the deer and find out that way. <laughs> I think I think most of them have to stick their finger up the butt, but <laughs> that might be a more like rural thing. Like but, it might be like a Michigan thing. But still, I'm wondering if he was uh, compelled enough to try to right get as, exactly as close to identical as possible with every single bust. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm unsure, but like he feels like. I don't know how to feel about his design style, considering that he painted five rooms all pink and had a toilet installed in every one of them, but then all of his, like, tunnels are very nice. So I don't know, I don't know if he's, like, OCD anal about this sort of thing, or if he just... Also, where's the toilet in the tunnel? Where is the toilet? <laughs> it's Where... actually right at the end. There's that little white speck at the end. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> where's your transit dookie? I will say this. Maybe it was one of those things that, like, at the beginning... <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes, Chris. Well, what if his like his actual like he actually like learned how to design stuff after doing all the pink rooms? Like, what if he did all that like pink room stuff and toilets, and he's just and then he was gonna build this years later? He's like, I think I'm gonna do something better. But how did he learn? He talks to nobody. Maybe he just reads books. He probably reads a lot of books. That's what I would do. Like. What would you do if you had all this free time? If I had all this free time, like, yeah, I'd, I'd be like him. I'd be either in my garden or I would be reading or, I mean, personally, I like cooking, though. But he had, he only ate roast chickens, so. <laughs> all day depression naps, roasted chicken, pink rooms, spend a quarter of it on the toilet, you're good to go. I'm always <laughs> a little terrified of pink rooms because in high school I worked in a uh, 50s themed diner and the entire interior was painted like Oof. baby pink. And so now I just have flashbacks to me wearing a poodle skirt. <laughs> and then there was the murder. <laughs> <laughs> we don't talk about that. <laughs> That's another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't a true crime podcast. Yeah, for that, you have to tune into Outrageously Brutal. Oh, no. <laughs> Coming soon. <laughs> so let's keep, let's keep doing tunnel talk. Um, so there is... One of the longest tunnels that he uh, had built went all the way from the estate to the train station in like in town. And that was so he could make secret trips to London. So sometimes he would just and it was wide enough for a horse and carriage to go through. So basically he would get his horse and carriage and go in the underground tunnel and just show up at the train station, go to London, none of his staff would know where he was. Which means no one's cleaning up the trails left behind by the horses going through the tunnel. I just imagine them shoving all this chicken into the letter box <laughs> and being like, but we're not getting anything back out. That's all I was thinking about too, is just like, if he doesn't let them know, there's just like chickens <laughs> on the floor. <laughs> he comes back and he's like, perfect, two weeks of meals. <laughs> Flies buzzing around it, and his little goblin nature. Oh, company like, for dinner! <laughs> <laughs> the flies just are just around the rivalry. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyways, so he had—I don't know if he had stables underground, but he did have uh, like a, a a loading area for his carriage and his horses. And I just really want to know how the horses felt being underground. Like, the ceiling is relatively tall, considering mm-hmm. that they got the skylights and everything like that. But I just kind of. I feel like that's very enclosed for horses. Yeah. Imagine being a fowl and then all of a sudden you're just handed off to a legit mole person <laughs> for the rest of your existence. Mm-hmm. 
Imagine you're a horse walking down a hallway with a bunch of portraits of horses on the walls. <laughs> yeah. And dead animals that look a little bit like you, but yeah. not quite. Not quite. If only I was as regal as this painting. The big question I have is like, people have had to like stumble upon like these these caves and stuff, right? Like, were they hidden really good? I think everyone knew that they existed because, like I said, he he employed yeah. a few thousand people. So, like, he was pretty much responsible for the economy running in that town, which, what's the town's name? Warsop? Mm-hmm. Um, so everyone knew that they existed, which is how all the stories got started about him. They just knew they weren't allowed in it, but except for aristocrats were allowed in it. If anyone came to visit, he actively was like, come travel through my tunnels. And he didn't understand why people wanted to spend time in the sunshine. He was like, but my tunnels are architectural marvels, please. My tunnels. <laughs> no, you must go into the tunnel. <laughs> Where you belong. Don't you want to just travel through the garden, John? Tunnel? 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 It would be an absolute shame if I had to kick you out of my house that I built in isolation (laughs) if you did not go into my spectacular tunnel. So, um, I just pulled up another photo of, uh, an entrance to one of the tunnels, and Mm. it literally looks like, um, basically an old-timey, like, morgue. Looks like a mausoleum. It does look like a mausoleum. Yeah. It's a place to die. Yeah. This is, I honestly, <laughs> I don't know if that's getting picked up or not. This <laughs> turtle is, it's almost definitely getting picked up, but uh, the guilt again Anyways, is used to uh, my dog shaking. This just screams more vampire to me. That's it. Mm-hmm. Like the dude yeah. was like, he's just like, come stay at my estate. And then like aristocrats would disappear. <laughs> vampiric mole person with questionable interior design choices. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about the best room that he had created. What he had created was... Uh, oh, wait, before we talk about... Can I guess what this is? You can, but just one one moment, because yeah. I have more information on this one, but I did write down uh, several other rooms that I don't have photos of. He had a glass roof observatory built, so yeah. apparently he enjoyed looking at stars. Uh, he had a billiards room that was created. And uh, then the photo that I just pulled up is, uh, any guesses? He's a a musical chair enthusiast. That's what I was going to suggest. This is his arena. He plays only by himself and the several specters of his imagination that he invites over to compete. I was thinking that this is along the lines of, this is the staff party for the year. Just no one's allowed to face each other. They all eat facing away. No one can stare at each other. It's silent. While he sits in the middle eating his his pile of two-week-old chickens that have been... Backing up inside of his pink room. It's very animalistic. It's it's quite terrifying. That's why they all uh, face the walls. Mm-hmm. Um, does anyone want to describe the uh, the the photo that we're looking at right now? It's like a bunch of really ugly, cozy chairs in a giant oval, but all the backs <laughs> are facing inward. But then there's is that like a table in the middle? There's yes. like a table, and then there's a bunch of like there's portraits on all ends. on the walls. Yeah, and it's uh, there's chandeliers everywhere. Mm-hmm. It looks like there's lots of skylights. It's basically a big open floor plan. So to explain what this is, this is a ten thousand square foot ballroom. That's so it my, looks. That's what it looks yeah. like. Yeah. But what, what do they intend for it? <laughs> oh, let me let me get to you. Like what he used this for, because I. I love it. Um, but to explain this room a little bit more, uh, the ballroom had sunsets painted on its ceiling uh, with skylights to let in the sun. Uh, it was the largest unobstructed floor in all of England because it doesn't have any support beams. 
basically the the soil is all clay so it holds up really well so basically once they built walls it's just kind of stuck um but yeah so he's he's a recluse he doesn't have balls he doesn't invite people over so any any guesses as to what he uses this for besides musical chair enthusiast does he just use it because like all the chairs are pointed at paintings like is it just just like art gallery yeah it's literally just like i'm gonna sit down and look at this painting for a while and then just like move along the way yeah no he used it as a personal roller skating rink Oh, that's even better than what I was thinking. <laughs> I thought they were either dancing with the horses or gardeners. <laughs> I was just gonna say orgy, but so they basically started that the, the, they started roller derby. This is it. This yeah, is, this, this is the birth of roller derby. They had. I didn't know they solo had, roller derby. I didn't know that they had roller skating. Neither yeah. did I. But that's what he used it for. And like I, I lit up like a fucking disco ball and just be like, <gasps> he what now? <laughs> I mean, if he's going to be a recluse, he needs to at least be a little bit more eccentric than just vampiric monsters. I think it's a a great hobby, if I'm being personally honest. Oh, yeah. Like, just, I just imagine he has one servant that, like, he writes a note to and is like, I'm going to the rink. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to Blade. (laughs) Leave me. Fetch my skates for me. I shall shred some gnar, my good sir. (laughs) I'll need one whole chicken after this one. (laughs) Make it one and a half. (laughs) Okay. So, uh, yeah, he's cool as hell for doing that. (laughs) So this is a quote from IconEye.com. Quote, The 910-meter-long plant corridor runs from the main house and the riding house and is wide enough for several people to walk side by side. Uh, Running parallel to the plant corridor is a longer, narrower, narrower... rougher hewn tunnel, which the Duke had built for servants, to ensure his own solitude in the finer tunnel. Uh, There are many smaller tunnels, a grotto corridor, a corridor-like fruit arcade, corridors with narrow gauge rails on which warm food could be brought on trolleys from the main house, Uh, the horse corridor, which is decorated with antler racks, that's our hallway we saw, and uh, the horse corridor leads to the underground ballroom. End quote. Wow. It's just an intricate system of... Why? Why would you spend all this money? <laughs> he rebuilt his entire house underground. Exactly. Exactly. You just, you just, it's like, all right, well, it's in the house already. Let me just move this below. <laughs> <laughs> you so, know, I really like all of these... They must well just pile dirt on top of the house and then just be done with it. <laughs> <laughs> so I see a, a slight problem with this. So he had... He was into roller skating, and mm-hmm. he had servants he never wanted to see, mm-hmm. and they had to travel through long tunnels. Did any of the servants just roller skate with the trolleys and the chickens? <laughs> they didn't roller skate with the trolley, and I was going to talk about this later, but since you ask, since you ask, he actually treated his employees very well. He gave them good, good wages and health benefits. He would regularly let them skate in the roller rink as their, as their breaks. Nice. That sounds pretty, pretty cool. So was the roller rink... Not one of the five rooms that he like redesigned and like only lived in was there. Was that like an extra room within the house, or is that like the only room he let people into? No, the roller rink was the was the underground ballroom. Oh, was the underground ballroom? Excuse me. Okay, <laughs> I was picturing this still in the house. No, <laughs> nothing he does is inside the house. It's I was just like, oh, he just converted it just to be like this. Okay. I'm sure as the story unfolds, we're gonna find out that the entire town is just his house in some regard. Just 
his underground sprawl just kept continuing and engulfed all of civilization. Even to this day, here in California, you can find <laughs> remnants of his underground roller rinking ballrooms. Oh, I just love this man. He's so weird. Okay, so um, I have another quote for you, which I'm fairly certain is from the Duke's own notes, um, but I don't think that there was a, a like a source for it on the website that I found, but... I'm pretty certain it's from the Duke's own notes. So uh, he was he was super duper proud of the architectural integrity of, of these tunnels. Like he loved them. And uh, he said, quote, there is not the slightest suspicion of draft in these rooms. They are thoroughly heated by steam pipes and are perfectly free from damp. And the means of lighting employed is most successful. Mm -hmm. End quote. Some craftsmanship right there. Yeah. Something to be proud of. So I think that he always wanted to be an architect or an engineer and upon getting like, you know, the millions of dollars that come with running an estate and being the in the House of Lords, I think he just went a little ham. With enough money and political clout, you can be anything. <laughs> Who knew? I mean, if you came into a bunch of money, would you not want to build four stories on your house that go into the ground under like subterranean levels and just, you know... Would you not want to be yeah. a mall person? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think that's what millions of dollars does to you, is it just turns you into a mole person. Yeah. yeah. Oh, this is beautiful. Yeah, so I just pulled up one more photo, um, and again, all of these photos going up on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, this is his library. So he did have a library, and he did read a lot. I'm, I really and truly don't know if this is underground or not. I'm assuming it is, but it's, it's just got these beautiful, ornate archways and bookcases everywhere, and it's huge. So, I don't know. I feel like this is probably what he used all of his time on besides getting some sick roller skating moves mm -hmm. do you think that they had like a phonograph and he would just play music and he he oh, invented absolutely. roller disco absolutely <laughs> oh yeah he invented it but he can't take credit for it because he was an introvert exactly and that's yes. the problem with introverts they'll create all these wonderful things like like that is like barrel vaulting with like it's it's a beautiful like underground probably library never get credit for because there's like other people doing that throughout Europe like on top of the ground <laughs> <laughs> so what you're saying is that it's too underground for you to have heard of it exactly oh dang exactly oh where, where are my hipsters at <laughs> is this hipster daddy right here and like, the other lesson here original? is that you can't roller disco alone <laughs> not unless not if you don't want it to be popular well I think that he was roller discoing with the figments of his imagination you're never alone with those. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, in any case, we're just to wrap things up. We're coming to the end of, of our boy. But um, basically, uh, some side notes. Uh, I already said that he was really, really confused if guests or fellow aristocrats would opt to walk in the sunshine instead of like his architecturally marvelous tunnels because he was very proud of them. Um, but more side notes are uh, a quote from his employees. Quote, uh, he provided each of them with an umbrella, a suit of clothes, a top hat, and a donkey for transportation across the wide estate. I don't know if they were riding the donkey through the tunnels. Thank you for the nice ass. <laughs> there was a separate it. tunnel just for donkeys. Like, it was very... Well, I mean, there's the horse corridor. Yep. Which is next to the... We didn't... We just glossed right over the fruit arcade corridor. Yeah, I was like, oh... 
Fruit arcade. Yes. I'm assuming that that just means that he had a shitload of fruit trees just like up and down it, but I enjoy it being called an arcade. Yeah. Was that underground as well? Yes. Like, like all of the, the rooms that I had listed earlier, uh, those were all underground corridors. When I say that he rebuilt his entire fucking house underground, I mean it. <laughs> so, um, yes, he, so he gave everyone a donkey. Uh, and then there were a lot of rumors that went around that uh, he made all of his employees turn and face the wall if they were in the same hallway as him. <laughs> Uh, or... I mean, same though. <laughs> Don't Va- look at me. Vampire. Vampire. Maybe he's a Medusa and he's afraid of turning people in a stone. That's even better. New like, cannon. Yeah, just turn around. Don't look at me. Those chops are also snakes. Yeah, his beautiful, <laughs> glossy hair. Those are really just snakes. I believe it. It's a stone cold gaze he's giving us. Oh, mm-hmm. puns, 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 puns. Um... There's other rumors that if he wanted to go out at night, uh, uh, he would have a servant walk 40 meters ahead of him with a lantern. So I just enjoy the, that's such a far distance. Yeah. 40 meters just ahead of you and you just see a single lantern like swaying in the distance and he has to follow it. I'm sure that like he told the person like, all right, I'm going to the grocery store, but there was like the post office on the way and then just dips to the post office and this dude's just walking to the grocery <laughs> store and never turns around and then like gets there, just like, I guess I go home. <laughs> <laughs> Sir? <laughs> Sir? <laughs> Where are you? Sir, we need to get more chickens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gee, I hope my boss realized there's a pothole right there in the dark. Anyways, I'm going to keep my 40 meter distance away. <laughs> yeah, does he call? Does he have to be silent or can he call out and be like, pothole on your left coming up in 40 meters, sir? <laughs> <laughs> Indubitably, I shall keep an eye on it. <laughs> so, um, uh, the last fun fact about this guy is that he was the inspiration for the badger in the Wind of the Willows. So, yeah. So if you guys have ever seen... Uh, I'm getting a lot of confused looks right now. Do you guys, I don't know what you're talking uh, about. The Wind of the Willows is a book that was written uh, in like the late 1800s. If you have ever seen the Disney movie Mr. Toad, like the adventures of Mr. Toad. I've been on the Disney ride. Yeah, I'm Mr. Toad's Mr. Wild Mr. Ride. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know how to read. <laughs> That's okay. Well, you can visit this library and, and learn how. Um, but anyways, um, Mr. Toad, like the adventures of Mr. Toad were very, very popular. And basically Mr. Toad was a dick who would always get into trouble, but there was a character who was a badger and he was like this wealthy, um, aristocratic badger who hated talking to people and always wanted to be in his tunnels. And that was, that was a character and it's based off of our dude, John. So there you go, kids. The moral of the story is if you get a bunch of money and you do some crazy shit all on your own, you could become a character in a book. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's yep. what I'm gaining from this. <laughs> People have to find out about your antics first, though. Well, yeah, I'll employ half the city. Yeah, there have to be wild rumors about you. And it helps if you build tunnels underneath half the city, too, for mm-hmm. people to find out about you. Yeah. 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 12 miles of tunnels. But it's all going to be, like, for dogs and stuff. That's just going to pack some dogs through the tunnels. <laughs> Roving dogs. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's, that's our boy, and I did find out one kind of sad thing, which is, um... He died alone. 
Oh, I'm sure he did. Uh, <laughs> Salmonella. <laughs> no, it's, uh, you can't really visit this estate anymore. I mean, you can visit Wellbeck Abbey, but you can't go into the tunnels because it is now a uh, training ground for, I believe, army recruits in England now. Oh. So they use all of the underground tunnels to, to like train in. And um, when I posted an educational meme about this guy on Imager, someone commented and said that their dad actually got to train there and had always described the tunnels. Apparently he left over a bunch of like furniture and paintings and everything like that. So the army just took all of those, shoved it into one underground room and then boarded that up. So nobody can like, it all is still there. It's just all shoved into one room. And now they've turned it into a tiny underground city. So there's like shops and shit underneath there that the army can just go through and like. It's like my cigarettes. It's like a Pentagon, but underground. Yeah. Even though I think part of the Pentagon might also be underground. I have no idea. I think the Pentagon might be underground. My university that I went to had a whole underground system that all connected. And oh. during the Detroit riots, they actually, they stationed people down there just to, for like, to harbor them for safety as well as like they guarded it during all the riots. Like, oh. It was, if, if you ever did it when you were a, a, a student on campus, they would expel you, like, without question. Oh. Yeah, yeah, like, you were you... not allowed, like, the doors were all over the place, but it was just, like, everyone was locked. Interesting. So yeah. I'm just gonna say it's aliens. <laughs> Rich mole people. Rich mole people in Detroit, yeah. yeah. Maybe everyone's a vampire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you make a certain amount of money, you just turn into a mole person. You start to hate sunlight, you start to hate people, you dig tunnels, and eventually when you die, they'll then be converted by the... Military industrial complex, that's just what happens when everything's underground, they just take it. That sounds about right. It's just the history of underground things. I mean, it's, it's just Umbrella buying all of the facilities so they can have Yeah, yeah. <laughs> zombie apocalypse, whatever, yeah. <laughs> I think if the zombie apocalypse ever happens, I'm specifically going to find someone who can fly me to England so I can live in the underground tunnels. Done. Like, Easy. And now that it, yeah, now that it's a, it's a military base, like, I'm assuming they have guns and things that I can use to, like, fight off other zombies, so, does everyone want to meet up at Welbeck Abbey? Sure. Yeah. 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 Do I need a passport? It's a at that point, you won't. So, no. I think you'll be fine. But we do have to find someone who's able to fly. Or Better has a work boat. on that flying license. Or has a boat, yes, but we're in California, and we'd have to... We have to go like way. around. Yeah, that's that's a whole adventure. Who does through the Panama Canal? I once saw. A and then we would need someone to work the canal. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so any last thoughts on our boy before we finish this up? Role model. Enough said. <laughs> yeah, squad goals. I wish I had a toilet in every single room in my house. <laughs> that's it. That's just that's all I wish. No. Okay. Well, to follow up on that, would you like? Put a partition up so nobody can see your shame? Or is it just like smack dab in the middle of your living room? Room dependent. Okay. <laughs> Someday Office you... right in the middle. Living room right in the corner. Little little cur privacy curtain. <laughs> <laughs> some days you feel proud of yourself and you want to display it to the world. So you just have your toilet right in the middle. But some days you're just like, no, no, I'm a little self-conscious. That's going to be the corner room. Yeah, yeah, I, I feel that. I feel like it's going to be especially awkward, one, if you live with other people, but two, if you're one of those people who has to, like, completely strip to go to the bathroom. So some days That's you have true. to assert your dominance anyway, so you just, you have to have it in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> Jim, don't go in there. It's, uh, it's, it's... I'm going go to go, go cook breakfast. No, no, no. Like, wait 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, he, he lost an argument with one of the staff. Just, he's a little feisty right now. 
And he he really wants those two week old chicken piles. Oh, gross. <laughs> I'm convinced that he was like a goblin and oh, just yeah. gnawing on bones and stuff. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So anyways, that's the the mad uh, Duke of Portland and I love him. I think He's we all love great. him. Roller Derby forever. <laughs> Disco Queen. Mad Duke of Portland 2020. <laughs> all right. Bye. Bye. <laughs>